Okay, we're up to Daf Mem. We're eight lines from the top, nine lines from the top, the two dots. Right, so we've been talking about kind of the Seder HaBracha on Pat, which is a discussion which began on Lamatat Amaralaf, when you cut the bread. Now we're going to talk about when you bring the salt. But again, it's a halacha related to when you start cutting the bread. Eina Botzea, Rishalot Soa, the person should not make the bracha on bread, until you bring the salt or some sort of dip in front of every single person. Because again, we want everyone to dip their bread into salt. And since we want every single person to dip their salt into bread, if you're going to make the bracha and no one's going to be ready, that's going to be an interruption. So in order, again, to limit the amount of hefsek involved in this bracha, we have salt and the dip ready for each person. Rabbi Bar Shmuel, Ikla Lebei Reish Galusa. Rabbi Bar Shmuel went to Reish Galusa. Afikalei Rifta, they brought out bread. Ubatzalahedya. And he just made the bracha without waiting for the salt. Amrlei Hadar Mar Mishmaitzei. Did you retract? Were you chozer on what you had said? That you should wait till everyone has salt? Amrlei Leis Din Tzarech Boshesh. There's no halacha anymore that you have to wait. Boshesh means to, to wait. So there's no more halacha like that. Why not? So Rashi explains, since our bread has very fine flour, therefore it's basically, it's tasty enough. Usually the salt was there just to be most of time to add a taste. But since we're using very fine flour nowadays, therefore you don't need any dips or salt to add to your challah. That's the... Uh, yeah, yeah. So, well, exactly. Well, that, that also, I know nowadays we for sure, uh, you know, some challot are, are baked with salt, but either way, uh, we for sure have what he's saying, that our chal is definitely tasty enough that you do not need to add salt. However, we mentioned Tosfot at the end of yesterday, talked about the Brit Melech. We want to remind the Kaddish Baruch Hu of the Brit Melech, which refers to the schot of our kabanot and tefilot. And therefore, it's always good to have salt on the table. Now this is just, now we're just saying over statements of Rav Bashmol. If one is urinating, going to the bathroom, the only way to be certain that he has completely finished, is not leaving anything over, is Bishiv if he is sitting. Because if a person is standing, then he'll be concerned that someone's going to fall on his body, and therefore he's going to end early. So, the, so in a, to do it in a patient setting would be if he is sitting. Amar of Kana, same thing when apply a buffer to Choach. It's very, if you're, if you're, getting, you're going to the bathroom over soft earth, so soft earth is going to absorb. It's not going to, you know, the merglam is not going to bounce off the dirt or any rocks and hit you. I feel about me if you're standing. If there's no soft earth, you should stand in a high spot, the and basically go to the bathroom on a place that has a slope, and therefore there's no concern that the merglam is going to come back at you. After each one of your eatings, you should eat salt. You should drink water. You won't become damaged. After all your eatings, you should eat salt. You should drink water. And again, nothing, uh, no, nothing harmful will happen to you. So again, it's just an Eitzah Tova, again, to drink water after you drink and after you eat. Meaning, I'm assuming that means after you drink wine, you should drink some water. And after you eat, you should always add some salt. It's any foods, any foods. Salt should always be involved. And again, this is the 
mefarshim explain. And if there's salt included in the food, then you don't have to eat the salt afterwards. So therefore, we're, we're usually good with this one. If you had food and you didn't eat salt, or sorry, you didn't drink water, you should be worried about bad breath, that's in the day. Again, if someone didn't do any of these two things, you should be worried for bad breath. And at night, you should be concerned that a sacra, which is some sort of sickness, which emanates from your digestive system. Rashi says that basically you'll be constipated, things will be held back, and therefore, um, again, it's good to drink water or to have salt after you eat and drink. That you should float your food into water. Right? Somebody does, now somebody owes, adds water to his food, and here it kind of means, the way Rashi explains it is that right after you eat, you'll drink, so you drink a lot of water after you eat, and that way the food is somewhere floating in water. That is a positive thing. Um, again, you're not going to come to any stomach illnesses. How much water? At least a, at least a flask of water per bread, you know, per a piece of bread. Someone who's accustomed to eating a dashim. Once every 30 days. So again, if you always have a dashim in your house, at least, sorry, at least once every 30 days, then you will uh, ensure that a sacra will not come to your house. It's not so good to eat lentils. We're five lines before where the lines start getting wider. Pretty, pretty easy to read. But it's not good to eat lentils every single day. My time. And what's the reason? Because it's not good for the mouth, right? For the the breadth of your mouth. Someone who has a mustard seed, again, once again, ensures that sickness will not come to your house. But it's not good to have mustard seed every single day. It's not good for the heart. If you have small fish, uh, you know, some herring, you're not going to have any stomach illnesses. Not only that, but fish are good. They'll uh, assist a person being a pru or revu. Someone who's ragal in Ketzach, not so clear what Ketzach is. Rashi says, um, let's just see, Haraga Beketzach, Inabad Dekav Lev is not going to come to any heart pains. Meisve, Rav Shimon Bilo Omer, Ketzach, Achamishishim Simanehemavis. Someone who has Ketzach is 160th of death, meaning it's not a good idea to eat Ketzach. And it says, Vayashon Lemizach Groner, someone who sleeps to the east of his place where he gathers the Ketzach, Dama Barosho. You know, he's going to die. Why? Because apparently the wind. The western wind is going to bring the smell of the Ketzach into your house. So, so you see how terrible Ketzach is. It says, Two different things. You're right, it's not so good. The, the smell of it. But the taste of it is good. Now Rashi says, um, I don't know, Ketzach is some sort of plant which they plant in Eretz Yishma. It doesn't really explain what it is. Art school, have any theories of what Ketzach is? Uh, what? Felon. Fennel. Oh, fennel, fennel. What is that? That's like a type of grape. What is that? That's a, yeah. Fennel. 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 Amy, dear Vimya, Afili Rifta. 
the mother of Yirmiya Afiyale Rifta would bake some bread, umidafkale, and she would place some ketzach on the top of the bread, but then afterwards, umakafale, but afterwards she would peel off the ketzach, meaning so just to get a little, in other words, she would get a little of the taste of the ketzach into the challah, right? So she would bake it with it, but then take it off to make sure that no one smelled the ketzach at all. Okay, fine. These are some good advice uh, to have a nice, healthy diet, not too many lentils, not too much ketzach, and to always drink after you eat. Although, I did read a book once that said that one should not drink cold water right after you eat. That's not, you're supposed to wait. So I don't know how that's consistent with this Gemara, but they were claiming that you should, if you have eat, you shouldn't drink cold water until two hours after the meal. That was the, the claim of this person, that that would solve all your issues. So, okay. Rabbi Huda says that in the Mishnah, right in Ketzim of that you should make a bari minei deshayim, which meant that the Rabbanon held, you make a general bracha on all vegetables, right? Bari pri hadama. Huda says, no, it depends if you're eating a seed or you're eating an actual plant. You're eating the herb. If it's herb, then it's bari minei deshayim. If it's the plant, if it's the seed, then you make bar minei zerayim. So Amr Rav Zeri v'tem v'chinin bar papa, in halacha kribida. The halacha, of course, does not follow Rav Yehuda. Amr Rav Zeri v'tem v'chinin bar papa. My time to Rav Yehuda. What is the reason for Rav Yehuda that he held that the brach has to be so specific? So he responded, Amr Kram, but the Pasuk says, Baruch Hashem, yom yom. Right? We all know that Pasuk, Baruch Hashem, yom yom. So the Mara wants to know, what is the repetition of yom? It should say, bless Hashem, yom. Like, every day, what's yom yom? And do we make, do we bless Hashem? Do we thank Hashem during the day, not at night? Rather, what does it teach you? Every single day you should bless the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Something that has to do with that day. Meaning, on the weekday, you thank a Kaddish Baruch Hu for things related to the weekday. And on Shabbat, and on Yom Tov, these are special days. So we thank a Kaddish Baruch Hu for things related to Shabbat. So you see, they were supposed to get very specific with our brachot. So hachanami here too, just like every day is different, hachanami komin vimin tein lo berchasov. Says Rehuda, so too when it comes to making a bracha on foods, we want to try to be as specific as we can. Obviously we don't say a different bracha for a cucumber and a bracha for this, but again, if we could be more specific, similar to baruch Hashem yom yom, it says Rehuda, that's what is recommended. Again, just another statement from Rebzer in the name of Chinin about Papa Baresh, Lokumisa, and people are different. How? Well, obviously, many ways. But Midas, Batabadam, Kleirekon, Machsik, Malayena Machsik. When it comes to a person, if the Kli is empty, then you're able to hold things. But if a utensil is already full, of course, then it cannot hold anything more. is the opposite. If it's Malay, what does it mean, Malay? means that you're a chacham, you are filled with, Torah, right before the Mishnah, we are filled with Torah teachings, right? Then, you're able to hold more. But Rekon, if you're not a chacham, you don't know anything, then Eino Machzik, you're not going to be able to grasp any teachings. Shinemar, like the Pasuk says, Vayomar Hashem said, Im Shemoa Tishma, so does mean Im Shemoa Tishma, Im Shemoa Tishma, Vim Lav Lo Tishma, so sorry, so, so the Mark explains, Im Shemoa Tishma, Vim Lav Lo Tishma, so the Rashi uh, explains it, is that if you listen once, then chances are you're going to listen a second time. But if lav, lo tishma. But if you're not going to listen once, then basically you're not going to, your ear is not going to be open to hear any other uh, teachings. Dover acher im shamoa 
if you review what you've learned, that's the way Rashi explains it, then, in other words, and you've completely grasped, you recall what you have studied in Tishma Mechadash, then you'll be able to grasp new ideas. As the Pasuk but if you turn away your heart, shuv lo tishma, you will no longer be able to hear. Okay, that was just another statement from in the name of Rav Chinana Bar Papa. Fine. So what did we just read from the eighth line of the top all the way to the Mishnah? So we read that one should prepare this salt and not all sort of dips that you'll need for the, for the cutting of the bread. You should have it before you make the bracha that we don't have to uh, interrupt. And then the Gemara said that actually our bread is different because it's made out of fine flour, so you don't necessarily need salt anymore, at least according to the Gemara. And then it gave us some etzotovas, things related to our health, how to go to the bathroom and what types of foods to eat, how much salt should you have every day, how much water, when you should drink the water, how you should soak the food into water, and what things are good for your breath, what things are not good for your breath, and a food called uh, ketzach, fennel. Okay, says the Mishnah. Yeah? Be'erach ala peirut ha'ilon. Now we're going to talk about mistakes. Now we know what you're supposed to do, but mistakes happen. If somebody made ha'adama on something that he should have made ha'it, yatza, because after all, it came from the ground. But if you said on peret ha'aretz, meaning vegetables, why? Because you're talking about a tree, right? And this is, did not come off a tree. We know this Mishnah. The is that on everything, is going to be Yatza. Right? So that, that we all know from once we were little children. That, right? So if you recall, the first, the first Amur and Ketzim Mevarchin, it talked about that if somebody doesn't know a bracha, it said, what do you do? Right? You go to the Chacham and ask him, my you ask him what the proper uh, bracha is. And the, so the Farshman speak out, like, what's the major chidosh of that Kamara? Of course, that's what you're supposed to do, right? On the first Amur. Uh, you know, if you don't know the bracha, of course you go to a Chacham. Right? So the, the Mepharshim explained, they were referring to a person who says, oh, shakol niya bidvara works, bidiyavad. Right? The guy's a Chacham. He says, you know, the, the Mishnah says, shakol niya bidvara works. The, the Gemara told me, no, go, you have to go to a Chacham and find the correct bracha. You can't just go in and say, oh, shakol, you know, shakol works. So that's, that's exactly what the Gemara was teaching you, that um, you really have to know the brachot, you can't just rely on shakol. Ramosha Feinstein had a major chidush about shakol, that he said... Not, he, he said that let's say uh, you bid the avad made a shahakol on a food and he says you, could, you can't continue eating you can only eat the first bite he says it works bid the avad to eat the first bite but it doesn't, it doesn't work to continue uh, to eat the rest but nobody, uh, nobody agrees with that chidosh, but I'm just bringing out this, you know, this, this thing of shahakol is usually said only when like a ravadia every other page it's a safek I don't know what, what bracha to make okay so we make shahakol something like that but generally speaking, um, shahakol is only used for that situation. Says the Gemara, Mantana di Iker Ilan Arahu. Who is the opinion that says that Iker Ilan is an Ara? Which is, meaning, what are we trying to say? Omar Rav. Right, correct. Meaning, in other words, that Mantana di Iker Ilan Arahu. That therefore, that Bariyadama should work even on a tree. Because even though it came from a tree, we still perceive it as it came from the land. Which doesn't seem to be such a surprising thing, but we want to the Iker Ilan Arahu, the primary, uh, you know, part tree is actually the land of which it comes out of. Amar Benachav Yitzchak, Rabbi Yehuda, it's actually Rabbi Yehuda. The Tanan Yafish Hamayan Veniksatsa Ilan Maybe Vein Nakora. 
Yehuda says you're mevi v'kare. So again, this is referring to bikurim, and in bikurim you make it, you basically say a blessing, or in, in your kriya you say ha'adamash nesatali. Are you thanking Hashem for ha'adamash nesatali? And here the tree dried up, and yet you're referring to v'niksa se'ilon. So the ilon dries up, and basically we don't consider it anymore that it came from the tree. But yet, says Rabbi Huda, you're still able to say because even though the tree has dried up, we could still consider it as, again, fine? That's basically the idea of here. Again, you refer to the ha'adama, even though it really came from the tree, the tree dried up, so we'll still consider it, again, ha'adama. Apera to aretz, says more pshita. Nothing more says pshita. Meaning it's obvious that bari pir eight will not work on a bari pir ha'adama, Correct? Why is that? So it says the Gemara, Amav Nachman, Ba'yitzchak, and Nitzchak, other Rabbi Huda. Okay, Rabbi Huda is very popular over here. So the Nachman Ba'yitzchak, this is needed only for Rabbi Huda. Meaning, only according to Rabbi Huda would we have thought that Boy Priya 8 would work on a, something that was grown from the ground. Why? Because it says like this, Da'amar Chita Min Ilunhu. Because apparently he, he says that wheat is considered like a tree. How do we know this? The time we learned in a Brayta, Ilan Shachem and Adam Rishon, what is the tree that Adam Rishon ate from? Ramey, Amr Ramey says, Gafen Hayo is a grapevine. How does he know this? There's nothing that brings like curse and troubles onto a person. So it must have been grapevine. This is obviously referring to Noah. So we see bad things happen with wine. So it must have been that it was wine. It's fixed. That the exact thing which you, uh, you know, troubles came through it. That in of itself is used for a tikkun. Remember, like the pasuk says that right? That when Adam and Chava realized they were naked, a fig tree covered them. So the point is that Hakadosh Baruch Hu did it that way to ensure basically that they got a tikkun through the thing that they were they were miskalka with. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, right? That that's Reish Yudas Rabbi Yehuda. He says the tree chita house. So you see that. Um, he refers, and we know the Torah is very clear that we're talking about a tree, and yet Rabbi Yehuda refers to that tree as chita, as wheat. He says, how do I know it's sweet? Because no one's able to talk unless they first had, he says, a child, even before, before he says, Abba or Ima, you know, he will not be able to say Abba Ima until he has a little taste of wheat, meaning it's the first thing uh, you eat. Um, sorry, I'm sorry, it says Rashi, V'zenikra Eitzadat, Meaning, so it's the wheat that gives you knowledge, that gives you the ability to say Abba or Ima. So it must have been that if the Torah is calling this tree an Eitzadat, it is wheat, right? A cookie. I would have thought since Rabbi Yudah considers Chita Minilun, then no. Says the Gemara, so what is the definition of a, of a tree? Hechim Mevarchinim Barpir Eitz. Says the Gemara, very simple. Hecha Dechishaklos Leperi. If it's something that you take the fruit, the trunk or the branches are still there, and then it continues to produce the next year, then it's considered a tree. But if, let's say, like wheat stocks, where you just basically cut the whole thing and the, the whole thing has to grow every single year, then. But if, again, after you take the fruit, the thing is no longer around, the other mafik, in other words, that thing is not going to produce again the next year. It's therefore you're only going to make a bare pre So that's a, that's a very, that's like if you're, 
you know, you're writing on this is the first thing you would quote. This is the definition of eight, the definition of Adama is the tree is around uh, from year to year. So, also, I was about to say that. Meanwhile, you have to. Uh, I was gonna. Uh, 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 that's exactly what I was about to bring up. Meanwhile, you have to cut down what happens to the tree. The branch. The branch. Well, the branch will not bring no, more fruits. I know. So what happens the next year? No, 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 no. no. What happens to bananas are like grass. Yeah. Grass is not each plant. Is a is a plant. What? Oh, so it's Every year more shoots come out. More shoots come out. Every shoot can only give you banana. Uh-huh. They'll stay. Right, right. So that's why it's Adama. Okay, good. Uh, Kulan. There's a thing. In other words, it was a bit of a question. When they, they say, I don't know, for some reason there's some chuvas from about it when they first came to America. I don't know if there were bananas in Poland where they were. So they came to America. So they came to, uh, they come to America and they have bananas. So it was a bit of a question what the bracha is. Some people thought it should be ha'etz because it looked like a tree. Right. Right. Has one, not the other. Correct. So, but you need both. That's this. You need both. So the so the question was. So there was a rabbi who, who wanted to make the point that bananas haradama that he used to use it for marar on pesach uh, for use it for karpas a seder night to show that it's haradama. So you want to let everyone know this year everyone were using bananas because bananas haradama. So of course you could use it for karpas. Okay, I don't recommend using bananas for karpas. Because it is the gemara. Bakul and mamar shakol. Three three lines from the top. Itmar. Rav Huna Amar, that Shaakol works on everything, bread and wine are very special, that Shaakol doesn't work for them, because we find, as Rashi points out, you know, they're very specific brachot, even though bread and wine should fall under the regular rules of Mizonot and Shaakol, or maybe even wine, let's say, should be bar per eight, the fact that they have their own bracha, and Rashi even points out even further, the fact that we make kiddush on wine, maybe you could say we make kiddush on bread also, so it shows that even when you're not really interested in eating the food, but for the purpose of Kiddush, we will make this special bracha, that clearly it's not like a regular brachas nehenin. That even bread and wine, uh, it does work. Let's say that this dispute of whether shakal works for bread and wine, bidiavad, is a similar machlokas to tanayim. I've already argued about this. Where do we find? The Gemara, the tanayim said like this. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I hear. So, but then, then you only make shahakol. Then you only make shahakol. I hear what you're asking. I, I think it's a good question. I'll, I'll get back to you. Because that's really only bidiyavar. Meaning, when you're asking, the way Rashi says it, Yes, all those cases, um, you're saying theoretically, let's say kiddush, uh, you, you could do in other things. Right, but that, that's, that's only because... Right, but no, but I, I think I think you understand. So asking a question, I want to get back to that. Um, the Gemara says like this: Kitanai rapat v'amar kamanapat. The, the Brayta said like somebody sees bread and he says kamanapatzu. Baruch hamalkom shebrata. Thank Hakadosh Baruch Hu who made this. Bless Hashem who made this. Yotzam. He fulfills his obligation. Not tainus. He's a fake. But makama not tainuzu. Baruch hamakom shebara. Yatsi fulfills his obligation. That is a bracha. Rabbi Yossi Amar Kolam Meshanim Atayish Lavachamim Bracha Yilad Sederchavas. If you change it from the formulation of the Chachamim, you do not fulfill your obligation. So it sounds like a pretty similar machloket, right? Now the second Gemara, no, no, it's not similar at all, right? Now right now the Gemara thinks that the one who says shahaka works is like the opinion who says that kama no kama na padzu would also work. So the Gemara no. Um, so name of Rav Huna Damak Rav Yosef, Rav Huna Damak Rav Meir. 
Right? So Amalach Ravuna, no. Ravuna says, no. I know Dharma if you're mayor. I could even be like Rameir. Ad kan lo Rameir hasam. Rameir only said over there that it works. El hecha de kamatkash made the past. At least you mentioned pat, right? You said baruch hamakam kamana patzu, right? Baruch hamakam shabara. But avol hecha de lomatkir past, meaning you just said shakol. I feel Rameir mode. Even Rameir would agree that you did not fulfill your obligation. Rabbi Yochanan Amar Lach. Rabbi Yochanan said, Anod da'ami I feel Rabbi Yosi. I could even work like Rabbi Yossi. I can't like Rabbi Yossi. Also, when we should come to Bracha, they take in Rabbanon. Rabbi Yossi said that it doesn't work because the Kamer Bracha don't get taken in Rabbanon. You said a Bracha which the rabbis never instituted, meaning the Nusacha Bracha you just made up on your own Bracha Makom Shabara. But Avolamish, I call the Yevet Verot that take in Rabbanon. That Bracha does exist. I feel Rabbi Yossi mode. Even Rabbi Yossi would agree that such a Bracha would work. Okay, next thing. Binyamin Raya Karach Rifta. Va'amar, and he, so he would take some bread. Va'amar, and he would say in Aramaic, he would say, Baruch Merei, the high pita. Yeah? Blesses Merei, the owner, Mina Kazbrach, with the high pita of this bread. Omarav, Yatza. I, Omarav, Kobrach, Hashem, Vaskar, Sashem, Mene, Bracha. I, Rav, said any bracha that doesn't have the name of Hashem is not a bracha. The Omar says the Gemara, Damar Brech Rachmana. He didn't just say Brech Mara. He said Brech Rachmana. Rachmana is the Aramaic term they use to refer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Brech Rachmana, I repeat that you're going to fulfill your obligation. I, Vahabainan, Shalosh Brachot. I, you need a bench. Says the Gemara. Very funny question. My Yatza, the Kamarav, Nami Yatza de Brachot Vishona. Right? When he said you fulfill your obligation, when you say Brech Rachmana, the Mari, the High Pita, you fulfill your Brachot Vishona. You don't fulfill your Bracha Achronam. Says the Gemara, my Kamash Malon, what's the Chidush that such a bracha works? Says the Gemara, Afagav da Amra Balashem Chol. Even though you didn't say it in Hebrew, right? You said it in a different language. You said it Lashem Chol. You said it in Aramaic. So even that, someone who says, Berchachmana Bahai Pita, is still good because, again, you didn't say the Lashem Kodesh. Says the Gemara, we know that works. Tanina, Elu Nemur Dvar Mechal Lashem, Parsha Sota. All these things could be said in other languages. Parsha Sota, Vidoy Meiser. Right, so obviously, regular berchat nehenin will also work. Says more no. It's the chesag that I mean. How many there malashon chol? Keichad did take in rabbanan malashon kodesh. Right. The how many there are malashon chol? Keichad did take in rabbanan malashon kodesh. You said the lashon chol in the same way. In other words, in just the exact translation of what was supposed to be said in Hebrew. But you didn't say the Lashon Chol, what was supposed to be said in Hebrew. Meaning you didn't do the exact translation. In other words, Hamotzi Lechem in Aretz, right? That's the bracha that's supposed to be said on bread. What did this person say? Berchachman the High Pita. So that's, he didn't translate it correctly, right? So Kamash Malan, right? Emala, what a thought, you didn't fill your obligation. Kamash Malan. So you see from this Gemara that generally speaking, Lashon Chal is supposed to be an exact translation. However, there's an ex- a Chidush over that even though he said it in a different language, he's still going to fulfill his obligation. Now, I should point out that even though we just said that when you're Meshanimim Adbeya, Shetavo Chachamim, what did Yossi say? If you change from the formulation, you don't, it's not a good bracha. So it seems like that's only perhaps when you say it in Hebrew. Because when you say it in Hebrew and you say, you make up your own thing, Baruch na patzu, right? Like the beginning of the Amur, right? If you make up your own thing where you say, Ra pat vamar na patzu. So when you say it in Hebrew, then you have to follow the language of Chazal, right? This is very important. Then you have to follow the language of Takanacham. But if you're using a different language, then there's more leniency, right? There's more freedom about what exactly you could say. That's why this is different than the beginning of the Amur. 
Right. Here, yeah, that's a good point. Gufa. Um, Omar, now we're just going to talk, we mentioned right before that a, a requirement of every bracha that it has the name of Hashem. Right? So Gufa Omar Rav, Kol bracha she'en ba'askarat Hashem, ene bracha. Any bracha that does not have the name of Hashem is not considered a bracha. So that everyone agrees to, right? If you don't have the name of God, you know, what else are you doing? Rabbi Yochanan says, Kol bracha she'en ba'machot ene bracha. You have to mention melach. Now, what are, like, what are they arguing about? So what this means is, the way Tosu says it is that, let's say you said a bracha, you say, Baruch atah Hashem, um, shakon So Tosu says that according to Rabbi Yochanan, you have to repeat your blessing, because you didn't say, Melech ha'olam. It says Tosu, according to Rabbi Yochanan, you have to say, Melech ha'olam. It's not enough to say, Baruch atah Hashem, Melech shakon If you're not a Melech ha'olam, if you're not a king of the whole world, then you're not a Melech. So again, according to Rabbi Yochanan, an essential part of every bracha is that it has malchut. It's likely like the first opinion, the Tanya, because we learned in his, when someone brings, uh, again, Vidoy Meiser, so it says that the person makes a declaration, says, So, right, I didn't uh, transgress any mitzvot and I didn't forget anything. What does this mean? I didn't forget to bless. And I didn't forget to mention your name. Says the Gemara, machot lo katani, and it doesn't say anything about mentioning machot. Says the Gemara, that's not that's not a problem. Rabbi Yochum Tani, he amended it or he understood it to mean v'lo shachachti malhaska shemecha u'machutcha alav. Because that's a pretty easy dichoy. Uh, the point being that when he said the bracha and when he uh, sorry when he made this declaration that I didn't forget to do anything, I not only mentioned your name but I also mentioned your machot. Because again, an essential part of every bracha is that you say melach. Now. Correct. I'm saying that that's the way the chaz. The, 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 right. So the, the the problem is that there's extra words over here. No, it says you did everything to correctly, right? But it, and then it added this thing. Part of your declaration already, you said that you, you you did everything correctly. So these are all extra languages. Correct. So you did everything. So once you did everything, what more is there uh, to do? So that's why Chazal understand that there's obviously something else going on over here now. Tosot, again, what's the difference whether malchut is part of the bracha? So again, as I said, Tosot says that if you didn't say the words Melech Olam, you have to repeat your blessing. Now, Tosot has a very famous question, and that is that in the Amidah of Shimon Esrei, we don't say the name of Hashem. We say, Baruch Hashem, Magen Avram. Baruch Hashem, Mechayim Where is the malchut? So Tosot says that, um, that Eloke Avraham, is Kimo Machot Davram Avinu. When you say God of Abraham, that's like saying Machot Davram Avinu. Because since Avram was the one who notified everyone about Akadosh Baruchu's kingship, so therefore uh, we basically say that the Elokei Avraham is the Machot of every single bracha. In other words, every, all of the brachot of the Amidah basically follow the first bracha, and that is the Shei Machos comes originally from there, which is why we don't start off every bracha with. Um, with bar, uh, Rafa'inu, right? We don't start Barchat Hashem, we start Rafa'inu, because everything is supposed to kind of be a Hemshech, it's considered that it's Samuch to the first Barcha, which starts with Baruch, right? So that's why, again, that's the Machot in Shmona Esser. Okay. Says the Gemara, says the Mishnah. Something that didn't go from the ground, obviously. So you say Shakal, on which things? On vinegar, no vlot, the Gemara will discuss. And Gavai, which is Rashi says, on Chagavim Tahorim, kosher grasshoppers. What? Yeah. Amar Shakon Niver, you say Shakon Niver. Yehuda says, anything that is a source of a curse, 
Ein mevarchin alav. So it wasn't a source of a, a curse. So um, apparently, chagavim eat up all your wheat, so they cause curse. Chometz and novlos, we'll see what novlos is, but chometz is, is vinegar. So vinegar also comes, not really because of a curse, but the point is because when the wine becomes spoiled, it becomes vinegar, and therefore anything that's a real degradation from its original thing, or like chagavim, which causes a klalot, that loses its bracha completely. If you have a lot of minin in front of you, so what has precedence? So he says, right, what has precedence? If something's from the Shabbat Aminim, whom the Shabbat Aminim goes first. Whatever you want. Now we'll see the Gemara explains, not whatever you want, but whatever is most chaviv, whatever is most beloved to you. Anything that doesn't go from the ground, like meat, you know, again, chicken, chayot, fish, what about bread that got like spoiled? Wine also, uh, you know, another language being used for spoiled. A stew that is no longer recognizable. So these things also, bread, wine, again, bread, is like some sort of mold. All these things that happen to it, you say shahako. Again, they lose their bracha. Al hamelach on salt. Al hazamis. Uh, and on Zamit, what was Zamit over here? Memelach. what? Salt water. The Al Kamin Upatrius. So Kamin Upatrius are truffles and mushrooms. Omer Shehakol. You say Shehakol. Remember the Kamin Upatrius, you're going to tell me that, you know, mushrooms don't go from the ground. Why are you saying Shehakol on mushrooms? Right? That doesn't make sense. I know to me to aretz. If you say that you make a nether, then I'm not eating from the fruit of the land. Aser bepare to aretz, but things that grow from the uh, ground. Sorry, mutter aser bepare to aretz. Aser and things that grow from the ground. Um, uh, you know, meaning trees. Mutter bekamenu patrius, but you'll be permitted to have mushrooms. Bimamar called gedule karka. So you're not just referring to fruit, meaning. Uh, implying that you're discussing things that, that you know have a tree, but you say kol gedule karka, then. So we see that we consider kamen upatriya. So again, these truffles and these mushrooms to be things that grow from the ground, of course. So Amar Baya, uh, interesting Gemara. Amar Baya, mirva ravi me'ara. You're right, it grows from the ground. But it doesn't get its nourishment from the ground. What does that mean? How does it not get nourishment? They grow on their trees. What? No. So the, right now we're saying that the roots are in the ground. However, the nourishment comes from the air. That's the way the Mepharshim understand. Now, the moisture comes from the ground, but not directly through the roots, but rather through the air. In other words, sitting on top of the ground. Says the Gemara, katani. So it sounds like, um, in other words, we said in our Mishnah that anything that doesn't grow from the ground, you say, but this thing grew from the ground. Says the Gemara, no. Tanah davashen yonik minar. Says it's not enough that it grows from the ground; it has to get its moisture from the ground. And the moisture, the actual nourishment, doesn't come from the ground itself. In other words, it doesn't come from the roots. Rather, it comes from being on top. Right? Rashi says milachluches haaretzim gedalim al eitzim ve'al hakelim. In other words, it could even grow on eitzim and kelim and different things because again, it's not from the 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 moisture is from the air, not from the actual ground. Okay, ve'al hanovlos. What is the bracha on novlos? My novlos. What are novlos? So there's a, a disagreement. My one says, Boshle Kamara. One says, Boshle Kamara. Boshle Kamara means that they were basically dates 
that were heated up or made ripe by the sun. So really, again, dried up dates uh, through the sun. Some say that it's zika, meaning the wind threw off the dates. Okay, so we'll see why that should affect the bracha. So both of these, the bracha is what? Shahako. So Tanan Rehuda Omer, So but again, if it's a source of a curse, again Rehuda said on Novlot, it was a dispute. The first opinion said Shahakol. Rehuda says Ein Mevarchen Alav. So Bishlam Madamer Boshle Kimra Hadu Dekarle Minklala. According to that, it makes sense why you refer to it a food that is a result of a curse. Why? Because again, sun is not the way you want these things to be, you know, dried up. Or to, the way Rashi says is like literally burns it. So again, so since that's not a natural thing, which you, you know, generally, you, you don't want that to happen to the dates, you know, you don't want them to, let's say, be scorched by the sun, it's therefore you could call that klala. There's no curse involved in dates falling off a tree, nothing bad happened to it. So as more Ashara, you're right, Rabbi Huda was talking about the other two things in the Mishnah. He was talking about the Chagavim and the Chomets. Kama. It makes sense why you make shakal because they got they were scorched and apparently they're not so good anymore. You should make a bar pre-aids. Dates fall off a tree. You should make a bar pre-aids, right? You're right. Everyone agrees that by regular novlos you're going to make a ha-eights, right? No, that everyone agrees. Uh, it refers to scorched dates, and therefore the bracha will be shahakol, and that's the curse. But ki pligi, when is the machlokes, is benavlos tamra, when we just talk about regular dates that flew off the tree. So that's when it's going to be a machlokes, the tnan, hakalin shibidamai. We'll see what these are. Basically, Amiratzim, right? What's demai? Demai is that we're choshesh. We suspect that Amiratzim we're not mafresh trumas or maestros. So hakalin shib demai. The following is a list of things which we are lenient with regards to the rules of demai because we don't suspect Amiratz uh, cared about them so much to cheat on his trumas or maestros. So these are things that are kal. Where are they? Shitin. Gemara will say what they are later on. Shitin rimin ozrin benot shuach benot shikma v'gufnim v'nitzva v'novlos timra. Right, so now the Gemara is going to go through all of these things. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So, what does it say? It says, Shitin, what are Shitin? It is a type of figs. Rimin, what are uh, Rimin? So, the Gemara says, um, right, so Shitin, Rabbachana, Amar, Min, Te'enim, it's a type of figs. Rimin, Kandi, Rimin are candy, I don't know. Uzarin, Artulshi, Uzarin, Artulshi, which apparently is sorb apples, don't know what that means. Benot Shuach, what is? Benot Shuach, they are white figs. Benot Shikma, what are Benot Shikma? So Rabbi Rachana Amar, Duvli, they are sycamore figs. Gufni, Shili, Gufni, and Gufni are Shili, Gufni, meaning, I guess, late season grapes. Nitzpa, what is Nitzpa? Pircha, it is a, some sort of caper berry. Novlot, Tamara. And what are Novlot, Tamara? Rabbi Lohav, Rabbi this is what they were arguing about. So again, the machloket of what novlos timra are, are not, is not a machloket regarding brachot. You know, the, again, the machloket, whether it's scorched dates or dates that fell off a tree, that everyone agrees. Our mission is referring to the scorched dates. When were they arguing about? They're arguing about novlot timra, which is a mishnah in um, Demai about what that's referring to. Fine? So the Gemara says, "Bishlam l'man d'amar bushlei kimra." Let's go to according to the opinion that says, "Bushlei kimra hanedikatane kalin shibadimai." 
because in other words, since you are not sure, you're going to be putter because the so we could assume that um, he was separated. But havadai, but if it's for sure, meaning we know for sure that they haven't been separated, you're going to be chayiv. Elamad Amr, Tamri Dezika, Vadai Chayiv, you're going to tell me the dates that fly off a tree, you're Chayiv and Meiser, Hefker and Inu, right? They are Hefker, they're completely ownerless, right? That's what we assume, when dates just fly off a tree, like an Elam Mitzieta talks about, they're completely ownerless, and since they are ownerless, uh, you don't have to separate uh, Trumas and Meisers. So says the Gemara, we're talking about a case where somebody basically made a whole pile around the area where it fell off the tree. And therefore, um, we consider it as if as he was coned at that point. And once he was coned, uh, he will be obligated. Those things are usually exempt from Meiser, because they're ownerless, meaning they're just there for the anim to collect. But if the, you know, if the poor person made a pile out of it, and again, the kavana was to be konet, and you're making a whole a gathering out of it, then halach is hukfala maiser. Halach is that it's now hukfala maiser, and you'll be obligated to uh, tithe from it. Let's just read one more thing. According to the opinion that says we're talking about scorched dates, so then, sorry, according to the opinion that says we're talking about dates that flew off, so it makes sense. In our Mishnah, we call them Novlot, and there we call it Novlot Tamara. Lamanda Amber Bishule Kimra, but you're going to tell me that over there we're talking about scorched dates, so then Idividi Novlot, Tamara Idividi Novlot, Stama, Kasha. So again, if that Mishnah is also talking about scorched dates, then why does our Mishnah refer to them as Novlot Stama, and there it's Novlot Tamara? Right? They're both the same item. If they're different items, it makes sense why they each get different Novlot names. One's Novlot Stam and one's Novlot Tamara. But once they're referring to different types of dates or different types of Novlot, then it's hard to know why the Mishnah changes the name from one thing to another. Okay. Shkoach.